welcome to the Mammoth Gamescast for the week of August 5th. I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, Filtercord. What up? Heyo! Not much, man. Um, I know we've been doing the exact same fucking thing. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Looking at the games that we're playing, um, we've literally, and this is really rare, I think. Uh, this might be the first time that this has happened. Uh, Probably in the course of the show. In the, in the course of the show, that we're both playing the exact same game. Mm-hmm. And we're playing nothing else, really. I know yeah. you're playing a little bit of uh, uh, another game, but I feel like it's uh, probably not that much. Yeah, so um, I've been playing... Uh, I'm basically trying to do catch-up on uh, Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. Um, I Like, Witcher is a game that I like to play it all. And, like, the story is so detailed i guess and there's just so much to do in the game that if you get way off like if you just take three or four months in between playing and you know you're not playing consistently or whatever you will completely forget what the fuck you're doing right and like you know the the main story segments are so like spread out and you know it it is so much content going on that if it's kind of like an assassin's creed game like when you're playing it you're like, oh my god, this is amazing. There's so much going on. This is so cool. I love this. And then when you don't play it for like three or four months, it just completely evaporates out of your brain. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not yeah. that it's e- the game's not easily forgettable, but it's just really easy to right. Like you lose playing. track of what you were doing. Yeah, like stop playing and then just not pick it back up. Right. So um, that has been an issue with me since The Witcher originally came out. Right. And it's just such a content dense game. That there's always, you know, every time something else will come out that I want to play. And it's like, oh, I have to go get into this and check this out. And, oh, I need to dip my toes into this. And here's this big new game I know is going to be a ton of news about it. So I want to cover that. And, like, I've just, I've never 100% completed. And by 100%, I mean, you know, just play through all the content that you can view on a single playthrough. um, With all the DLC and everything on Witcher. I've never played any of the paid Witcher 3 DLC. I've never started it. Me either. So it's one of those things where, like, I, like I have to get through all that. So as, you know, Fire Emblem being something that I can play on the go, play portable, um, I've been I've been playing that while I, you know, watch TV or just kind of hang out or, you know, as I'm doing other things. And then I'm playing Witcher whenever I have a chance to actually sit down and knuckle down and play a game. So I've really been trying to stick to that. Um, so yeah, I've gotten an additional couple hours into Witcher, but nowhere near as much as I've been playing what we've both been playing, Fire Emblem. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, so Fire Emblem has uh, like <clears throat> it was already pretty like robust when we like when you start. It mm-hmm. immediately introduces you to three houses that have what like nine people in each house. At least. Yeah, yeah. I think it's eight characters plus the house leader or it's eight characters total including the house leader i'm not sure something like yeah that. and as we play they just keep introducing more people that you can pull onto your team mm-hmm. yeah not to mention that you can depending on like um like a character in another house so like you know i'm playing the uh the black lions or whatever the um eagles right? the black eagles so you can um pull like people from other houses so like if somebody in another house wants to be a sword master, and I say that because that's sort of the way your 
main character is built um, mm -hmm. automatically that they're good with swords. So if somebody wants to be a sword master, you can convince them to join you and like leave the other house. Um, so you obviously can't do that for the main characters of the houses, like the house leader, and you can't do it for their main assistant. So that would be um, what the one, the like pink haired girl, right? Uh, for the um, Blue Lions. The, um, or no. No. Well, for some reason, I they won't give me the option to recruit her. She might just not like me. I don't know. Yeah, Hilda is a... Hilda, that's right. She's a key player in the other house, too. Okay, so yeah, there's certain individuals from the houses that you can't get, but it's only like two or three of them in each house. So you can get the majority of the rest of the house to join you if you have the skill that they want or whatever. Right. Um, and then there's additional characters, like there's other knights that kind of live in the same um, like castle as you that you can convince to join. So I got this uh, woman who used to be a mercenary, and she's like an amazing sniper. Um, I, I got her to join my house. Uh, you have other characters that will join your house as the course of the normal game goes on. Um, so like you find this one person that was in the school last year and something mysterious happened that joins you. Um, another character that you know of that you think is just an NPC eventually joins your house no matter what you play as. So um, they're definitely like adding to the roster. I'm at the point now that I can't bring everybody I have into a battle anymore. Like I have to leave one or two people behind in every match. Yeah, that's 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 cool. I was wondering about that. Yeah. I was wondering the cap. What is the cap? Ten? It depends. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it depends on the, the specific match you're in and everything, but... I think it is something like nine or ten or whatever it is, depending on the map. So, yeah. So yeah, definitely been having a good time with that. So so far, who uh, like who are some of your favorite characters? Yeah. So um, I like. Uh, well, there's depending on where you're at in the story, you will like or dislike people in the castle more or less. I guess like people that aren't students. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, my roster of students, like, I've built them into, a, like, a well-oiled machine at this point. Like, I have a um, Petra, which is the, like, purple-haired, like, woman from the, like, these islands that are sort of, like, I guess they're, like, sort of tribal <clears throat> islands yeah, or something. She's noticeably different than most other students. Yeah, she's extremely cool. Uh, I yeah. really like her character. And she's, like... You know, not only is she... So she's basically a hostage. So she's, like... Her father, like, led a war that failed um, against the... Uh, uh, against the Empire. So, um, not only that, but then, like... So her father was killed. And then also, she was taken as, like, a ward or whatever by the Emperor... So, like, she was taken from her home, uh, her, like, entire life was ruined, her family was annihilated, and then she's also in this, you know, in this school having to learn English, because her country speaks something else, and then also try to be one of the best students in this house, and, like, fight other people in other houses. Um, yeah. It's extremely cool. Like, I really like her story and everything. She is one of my only characters that I've gotten to an advanced class level. She's an assassin. So she uses uh, bows and um, um, swords to like extremely high effects. She's like extremely powerful. She has super high um, like dodge skill basically. So she like never gets hit by the enemy and just annihilates them with these super powerful sword attacks. 
Um, she's she's extremely good. She's one of my standbys. So For sure. um, definitely been having a good time with that. I would say my top. Uh, I would say my, like like my top favorites would probably be. I really like Hilda. Mm-hmm. She's. I mean, her her personality is really annoying, but I've, it, there's already been a bit of growth. Yeah. Uh, from the character, which I didn't, I kind of didn't expect. I expected the characters just to kind of be annoying, mm-hmm. you know, the whole time if they're annoying. Um. Right. But I, I like, yeah, I like that character. I really like Raphael as well, the big guy. Cool. Yeah, he's fun. Yeah, yeah. I have him as a brawler, and um. I don't know where to go next with him. So it, it's weird because Brawler just kind of... Well, Brawler becomes Grappler, right? Yeah. But they kind of expect you to take on other things as well to continue down that path. It's kind of okay. like, eh, I would... I don't know. What, like, was he one need heavy armor or something? No, no, I would be okay with that. But I, I can't remember what else he needed. Uh, grappler... What, what else grapple authority or maybe something or, else yeah like know. authority or something that I don't have um, okay and it's like yeah it's I don't fine, really but... want to build like this yeah. and you do have to be really careful with builds because like you dedicate a lot of time and effort into um, you know making sure you can rank up in the right stuff like it's hard to you know if you get to like rank A in spears and you're like oh fuck I should have been doing axes this whole time it is really hard to go back it's like hard enough to be basically impossible in my opinion. Yeah, it could be. And this is a game that I feel like is going to be a multiple playthrough game for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm already planning like who I want to play second. Because like just to recap, I chose the uh, Black Eagles. You chose the Golden Deer. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the Empire, I'm the Empire, and you're the like Knights uh, or the uh, the like Free Alliance or whatever. Yeah, the Free Alliance. Yeah. Um, so, or the Noble Alliance, I should say, because there's notable difference there. <laughs> but um, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's it's uh, it's really interesting. Like, um, there, there's kind of the weird way the game plays out. There's a lot to do. I can't tell. Oh yeah. Well, this game's not really. I mean, it. I guess it is a tactics game at the end of the day, mm-hmm. but only in the 90, combat sections. Ninety percent of the game, pretty much, you're going to be doing like. Yeah. Um, like a like a novel simulator, <laughs> like yeah, it, like visual novel. Yeah, yeah, it's like you're playing a visual novel up to, uh, up to oh cool now we can fight I guess. Right. Um, but it does some good stuff in the fighting too. Um, there, there's a, a section where you fight um, specifically a death knight, and mm-hmm. it yeah it has several several uh, chests and levers that are hidden behind doors that you have to find your way through. Um, right teleporting yeah a lot of teleporting um so i mean and then if you don't have the character that has like the key or whatever mm-hmm. to get the item i mean you're kind of shit out of luck and then you have to try to fandangle it back around right um so i mean i get i guess that was part of the reason i made my character a thief yeah it's really nice to just always have a character that you're like okay i can always send this dude over here to do this like, like, I consistently, this guy will always be able to do whatever. I can send him with one of my, like, uh, I'll send him, I'll send my main character as a thief with my black, uh, with, with my red mage, so it does white and uh, mm-hmm. white and dark magic. 
and so I can heal or I can attack. And I mean, it's not like he's going to get hit, but it's like a just in case style mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and I'll have him go around and collect everything while I have um, what, Hilda, Raphael, um, and uh, Leone as a cavalier knight with a well, it's a cavalier with a spear. Um, oh. And those three wreck everything. They like I don't even need my second line because they <laughs> they will kill everything. Nice. So, and then my main character does one hit kills. Like, I imagine everyone's main character does. Um, But yeah, it, you know, it's it's pretty useful and it's fun to, like, maneuver around and and figure it all out. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you you tried tinkering with any things that you haven't got, like, 100%? Like, we were just watching a piece on the the stream where they... uh, jumped uh linhart uh, Lin to a, a cavalier but he had that oh, 100%. That's interesting. um 100% yeah i mean uh, i haven't had there's one a, that's not been 100 percent. yeah there's a couple like characters that are like hey they'll like come to me after class and be like yo i think you should kind of start to teach me in this and i'm like no <laughs> so there's a couple characters i i don't know like it sort of depends i've heard on how you speak with them like you can convince characters to um, take certain routes by, like, talking to them. So, like, sometimes you will start building a character towards becoming, like, a brigand or something, let's say. And they'll be like, oh, this guy, he wants me to become a brigand. Like, it's not, like, necessarily built into the character to become a brigand. They just figure out that that's what you want, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, And then there is certain stuff that the character is sort of predetermined that's, like, okay, this guy just naturally wants to become a whatever. Um, Which is, you know, you can definitely tell, like, so Edelgard, um, the, the, like, empress-in-law, what would you call that? Not a princess, but whatever. Yeah, she's, uh, like, the title is. Empress in She will be the empress. Yeah, her her dad was the emperor. She will be the empress. There's no debate on that. Like, it's happening. So, um... You know, she's she's gone through a couple versions. Like, um, so she comes like axe heavy, which is kind of weird from a magic dominated house. Yeah. Um. So she she uh she became a uh, I made her a brigand or whatever the first one is the the you know the axe specialist, and now she wants to become a um I was building her toward whatever the specialist axe user. And then I was like, hold on, I actually kind of like the hero model. So I was looking at okay. that, and then suddenly she was like, actually, you know what, I want to train in swords and become a lord, because I'm going to be a leader, because I have this really high authority skill. Hmm. So, like, they will kind of develop on their own, sort of, in a weird way. Um, which is really cool, I think. <clears throat> For sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really, that's really interesting. Like, yeah. I, I do like... I love that ability of being like, okay, this character has a major in this and a minor in this. I see that from the beginning. Yeah, basically. And yeah. then, I, you know, I'm like, well, but that minor is much cooler, and I don't have any mm-hmm. characters that are like that. So I'm going to go that route. And they give you a little resistance, but ultimately, you know. Yeah, eventually they'll be like, you know what, you were right. Yeah. I'm being stupid. <laughs> so but Yeah, it's really cool. I, I mean, um, 
you know, my my main guy, like, I kind of wish I could have built him differently. I'm, I'm sort of trying to head toward my, my personal, like, character or whatever, however you Blythe. refer to that. Um, yeah, Blythe. Um, right now I'm building toward a hero, and I kind of wish I could have done something different, but he just comes so stacked to be, like, a really high damage, like, frontline damage dealer, yeah. that if you don't build that way, you're kind of, like, fucking up. Because he's just so good. Yeah, yeah you're kind of like doing that. yourself a disservice, but... Right. I can't. I can't wait to the see the thief. Thief to assassin. I think you're really smart to do that. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm excited to see that growth. I've mm-hmm. not used anything other than swords, yeah. and I have the ability pretty much to take down ev- like everyone, even if they're mm-hmm. like heavily armored, where yeah. I could potentially get damaged. That like I have a sword that you know mm-hmm. fucks them up pretty good. Um, right. Like you'll always win an exchange with two or maybe even three guys, but you know if you sit somewhere where you're getting attacked like 30 times then you're in trouble but otherwise you're probably gonna be good yeah i'll drop him right in the front and um as i said uh you know kind of in the pre-show we talked about that there's um like i set up a few of my characters um i can't remember all of the characters names yeah there's a lot of names but there's two there's two girls in in the house i'm trying to see if i can find them um one of them one of them has like very very light blue hair. I think her name's Marianne. Okay, that sounds right. Um, I have right. her as uh, as I can't remember on which one she is to be honest. And then there's uh, but she's either uh, the white or dark mage. And mm. then the other girl that has uh, what did, what color hair does she have? I don't know. It's in pigtails. It's not Hilda. Oh, I think I know the girl. Um, She's the opposite of that. Oh, it's the girl who always says that everyone treats her like a kid. Because she's two Mm -hmm. years younger than everyone else. Yeah, two years younger, as if anybody gives a shit. Yeah. Um, And, like, I have those two, and they'll just... um, The dark mage even has one healing move. And then the white mage has, like obviously that healing range so i can just stay back and have him stand in the front line i can have my main ca- if i wanted to i could take out everyone and just walk through pretty nice. much and just have the healing go down and it's mm-hmm. yeah it's it's super useful but i like getting creative like i don't know about you but like sometimes i even like lose characters because i'm fucking around too much mm-hmm. um especially in that that fight with the dark knight i lost well that's a good like two characters <laughs> Yeah, that's a good place to experiment, though. Because it's yeah. like, you know, you... I don't know, you, you, you have the ability to kind of do more weird stuff. Yeah, and my my other playthrough, the se- like, my second playthrough, which, I mean, obviously, you know, we talked a bit, but we're pretty much already more excited, like, getting super excited for that, just because, you know, you've already planned. You know mm-hmm. what's happening, so you can set something up. And, right yeah like i i really i really want to do that and get that uh that second playthrough just because like the things that i know i can do and then of course the strategy and the other characters it yeah, right yeah that's gonna be it, cool. it opens up a lot of options to do kind of cool unique new things i guess mm-hmm. um I, I am really excited to kind of test out a little more and see what i'm what else i can kind of get away with i guess yeah definitely um so i mean kind of a light week for what we've been playing we've been playing yeah. it 
a lot though. So, um, I mean, do you have too much more to say about it? No, I mean, I've been continuing to do, you know, some other mobile stuff, but really Fire Emblem's dominating all my time right now. And it's, I mean, I, I, I have to recommend it to anybody. It's almost, you know, we've obviously, we've talked about the Persona. Uh, well, you know, there's a bit of a Persona similarity with like planning your day and like kind of managing school in a way. Um, yeah. you know, different stuff like that. And there's also like, you know, the Harry Potter reference is the thing we've talked about a lot in the past. That's like, you're at school, you're focusing on different things. You're learning what you're naturally good at and what you're not, you know, um, mm -hmm. it's very good. I mean, I, I really am loving it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, we'll continue playing this. Um, I don't know. Sure. I, I don't know how much, I don't know how long this game is. It's um, long. I've heard. Yeah, like, I, I don't have an exact, like, idea of how long I've been playing. It feels like I've been playing a long time, but I do, mm -hmm. you know, we do spend a lot of time, like, running around and, um... Just exploring the town. Like, exploring, the, yeah, exploring yeah. and kind of just, like, tinkering around. Yep. Like, I spend so little time, I feel like, actually fighting. Yeah. But... Yeah, the, the majority of this game is, is spent in, like, a sort of a preparatory mode. For sure. But, uh, yeah, well, uh, you know, if you guys have anything that you um, specifically want to talk about, feel free to reach out to us. Um, sure. And, uh, yeah, we can, well, we're definitely more than, I'm more than willing to talk to as many people about this as possible. Oh, for sure. Just yeah, I've been evangelizing the shit out of this game. <laughs> for sure. Well, cool. Um, since we don't have too much, we'll just go ahead and jump right into the monthlies. Uh, first, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Of course, to check out all of the top news and video game stuff, the stuff that we talk about on the podcast usually gets discussed quite a bit over there first. Um, so, uh, yeah, go you know go check it out. Come chat with us. And we appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares. For sure. And on Twitter, at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do junk just like this, um, of course, always talking about some different stuff over there that we might not be talking about on Facebook. So that's kind of cool. Um, main thing I feel like this last week was spent looking at like Borderlands Three. They've been giving out some trailers and uh, yep. character trailers. Some of the other characters or some of the characters. Apparently, um, the game itself actually just went gold. Yeah, early. Yeah. Um, super early. So I don't so know. So that, that day means. one patch is going to be thick as hell. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. I haven't pre ordered it yet, but I'm thinking I need to get in there and pre order it, like, now. Mm -hmm. Just in case they decide to shit it out early. That would be, wouldn't that be wild if they were like, you know what? Fuck it. We're doing three days earlier or whatever. Hell yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Go, uh, go follow us over there so you can get all of the updates that you need. But we'll go ahead and jump into Games with Gold first. Yeah, so, um, you know, we kind of mentioned it last week. They've been taking a little longer, and I feel like I've been saying this for, like, half a year or so. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But it seems like they've been taking longer and longer to put out uh, what the games are going to be, like, really waiting until yeah. the last minute. They definitely um, have. But, uh, yeah, Games with Gold uh, this month, August 1st to 31st, uh, Gears of War 4 for Xbox One. Not bad. Um, not bad. That's included with Games Pass, so... Um, yeah, it's not you know, huge. It's but... it's kind of like a nice little like you know they're getting ready for the next year's game. They're doing like the technical alpha or whatever for fans. So, um, you know they're like, hey, here's one, try it out. Um, yeah, I, the, and, uh, and just just a side note there, like 
that's going to be a problem, right? With Games Pass and Games with Gold. Yeah, they're starting to stack. I mean, the difference being that Game Pass might someday take it off. I don't know why it would, because it's a Microsoft game that they helped publish and everything. But, you know, things could leave Game Pass, but you would still have access to them because you got them on Gold. So still add it to your cart, still, you know, get it in your library and everything just in case. But I think you're probably safe on that one. Yeah. Um, And you are going to start seeing things stack like that because another thing, Forza 6 uh, is the other game that's available August 16th to September 15th. Um, That's also available with Game Pass. Yeah. Um, And then they have the the, uh, 360 games that are backwards compatible for Xbox One. Uh, Torchlight from August 1st to the 15th. August 16th to 31st is Castlevania Lords of Shadow, which was actually pretty good. Yeah, Torchlight's um, actually really good too by a company that no longer exists. Uh, R.I.P. I mean, uh, apparently, um, I mean, they still the, exist in a, a, a separate way, but yeah, yeah. But like officially, the company was closed, and then the, the actual company is gone. The license transferred within the studio, the ownership, but mm-hmm. that actual studio doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, right, right. It's pretty fucked up. So yeah, that sucks because yeah, that game is uh, really cool. Yeah. Um, cool. Do we have anything else going on over there? No, that's pretty much it. On Xbox, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, not any kind of special sales or anything crazy going on that I could see. Okay. All right. Well, but Games jump. Pass continues to get better and better deal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know yeah. why you wouldn't at this point. Yeah, so much so, like, a lot of people have just been talking about, like, looking at next gen, which is something I'm not even looking at. Oh, um, God. And, yeah, I'm not ready. You know, there's people that I know that are like, oh, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to go with the new Xbox. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, huh, you know, that's interesting to say, seeing as how we don't have, like, all the information. Right. Um, but games, uh, you know, games with gold and Game Pass are mm-hmm. a very good, like, big dick move, you know? So For sure. All right, well, we'll jump into PlayStation Plus. Uh, PlayStation Plus for um, for August 2019. You will be picking up, first off, first up, the Wipeout uh, Omega Collection. Yeah. Um, which is pretty big, combining Wipeout 2048, Wipeout HD, and the HD Fury expansion into one turbocharged pack, Wipeout Omega. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on here. Wipeout's really fun. Uh, 26 uh, tracks, you know. Of course, online uh, is brought to all of it. So you can, you know, play online or you can do couch co-op. So a lot of good stuff here. And another really cool thing. uh, It includes all of the modes and tracks in PSVR. That's awesome. So that's pretty cool. Um, So... You know, if you have a PSVR and you're like, eh, I don't know what to play with that. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then uh, next, you'll be pick. You can pick up a Sniper Elite Four, um, which is actually a pretty good game. Uh, I like. I like the cool. Sniper Elite games. Um, they really brought the. They really brought forward that. Uh, you follow the bullet through wherever mm-hmm. you shoot them, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's it's incredibly satisfying. So yeah, that, that's pretty cool. Um, 
You can take down targets in the cooperative campaign mode, enjoy dedicated co-op missions uh, for two to four players, and competitive multiplayer modes for up to 12 players. Uh, So, you know, it has a little bit of uh, something for everyone. Um, Let me see what we're looking at. We still have a few days here if you guys are listening to this on Monday or you happen to join in being uh, one of the few to join us live. Um, You'll be able to still pick up Detroit uh, Becoming Human Digital Deluxe Edition, which comes with uh, Heavy Rain. Hell Um, yeah. And then Horizon Chase Turbo. Uh, And what? What was that? Hmm? uh Um, No, basically this month was was, uh, Detroit Become Human and uh, Heavy Rain. Yeah. What the fuck? Horizon Why even turbo? go out of your way for anything else? I don't. You know? Yeah. But um, all of these games will become available. Uh, I don't know exactly when they go live. You might be able to sneak in and get the Detroit stuff if you haven't yet. Uh, Monday. But if not Monday, definitely you'll be seeing Sniper, uh, Sniper Elite 4 in the White right. Collection. Cool. Uh, and that is all we got for that. All right, so why don't we go ahead and switch over to Twitch Prime. All right, so um, I definitely think Twitch has been uh, taking some time to kind of collect themselves. Nothing anywhere near the level of they've been kind of doing in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, however, still some kind of cool smaller stuff. So we got Pumped BMX Pro, obviously like a BMX kind of downhill game. Um, Wonder Boy from Dot Emu. I've heard a lot about the Dot Emu studio, so that should be something really cool to check out. It looks like a, uh, um, I don't know, it sort of looks like a uh, cartoony kind of Zelda-ish game. Um, we got Mabel in the Wood platformer. Looks mm-hmm. pretty, uh, definitely one of those artistic, really good looking platformers that we've had a billion of. And then Auto uh, Automa Chef, which is like an automated uh, cooking type game it's definitely kind of some weird stuff to check out maybe something you could just spend a couple minutes to check out and see what you think of it could be a good you know could be a kind of a surprise hit could be a little bit of nothing uh, right. either way you know i always add them all to my library and check them out if i get the chance yeah definitely uh definitely check out wonder boy, wonder cool. boy. um and then Epic Games, of course, is always doing, like, the, seems like, what, four games a month? Uh, yeah, we talked about, I think, these two a little bit last week. Um, but still definitely worth noting, I just picked them up today. Um, Mm. but yeah, you can go over to the Epic Games store and you can pick up, uh, Alan Wake. And the second game was For Honor. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Ubisoft has definitely been partnering with Epic Games. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we looked into Alan Wake. You do get all the DLC um, yeah. that came with the original Alan Wake game. So it's a pretty good deal. Like, you don't need to do anything. And the platform will get better. They'll add more things to rival Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it's good. You're getting, you know, if you are over there and, you know, you're agreeing... Um, that, you know, you're interested in seeing what they have to offer. Um, you know, just build your library, basically. Take advantage and get some free games before, you know, it does come in uh, with the rest of those features. And, you know, who knows? Who knows what's going to go, uh, you know, what direction it's going to go, what Steam's going to do to uh, combat this, like, for the first time ever. Um, yeah 
you know, challenge in the market. For sure. Awesome. So we will go ahead and look at the lone game that we have coming out between August 5th. Yeah, this uh, actually looks kind of cool. So let me get into... Um, I want to grab a little shot of it here so I can talk about some of the details. So this is Age of Wonders Planet Falls coming to... Uh, PC is the way to play. Uh, PS4 and Xbox are available if you're psychotic. <laughs> um, this is coming from Paradox. Um, I really want to get in because it's... So the Age of Wonders games are like fantasy civilization, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one's going into a sci-fi direction, which I think is really cool. Um, so uh, the I really want to see the... Um, this is not what I was hoping for. I want to see the list of races that you can play as. Um, so let's get into it here. This is all of these websites are fucking horseshit. Amazing. So Age of Wonders... That game's been around for a while. Oh, yeah. They've been pumping these out for like 100 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've never jumped into them. I mean, what do we know about the past? No. I mean, they're hex-based. Um, like I said, they are um, sort of inspired by the Civilization games. Um, okay, here we go. So I got the list of factions, the main factions. Um, Amazons. Dinosaur, dinosaur riding laser women. God damn. So it's like these like women that are they're on these like dinosaur units that have like armor, like sci-fi armor, and they have laser cannons attached. Okay. So nothing wrong with that. There there they are. Yep. Yeah. Uh we got the Syndicate, which is a uh like crime nobility. So they're like they're crime lords, but they act as if they're in this like fancy, like um, you know, hierarchical society, which is extremely good. Mm-hmm. Um the Vanguard, uh, which is basically like they got the chunky armor, like Space Marine kind of XCOM looking guys. Okay. Uh, those very militant, very cool. Uh, the Kirko, which are vomiting battle bugs. Um, the pitch for this race is that we want to tell an origin story for many alien bug swarms that you see in sci fi. They're one alien faction, they're the only alien faction. Everyone else is a type of human. Um, once united by a hive mind, they were conquered and enslaved by humanity. With the collapse of the human empire, they're now free, and it's time for revenge. So that's extremely good. Um, the Assembly, which are uh, cyborgs that harvest um, like organs and parts and from humans that they defeat. And they're like, when I say cyborg, they're like extremely fucked up, like Alita Battle Angel level cyborgs, where they have like a human face and that's it. Everything else is mechanical. Um, right. That looks pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the Devar, which are squat bombardier industrialists, they're almost like space dwarfs. Okay, um, yeah, we, um, I think we saw, I think we saw those in this trailer that we were looking at. I'm pulling up, yeah, the, um, a little play session of the game so we can see exactly what it's like. Yeah, so it, it, I mean, it definitely looks really cool. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to jump on board just because. I mean, I have, like, a billion, like, you know, city empire builder games that I've been playing. I've still been playing a lot of uh, Total War Three Kingdoms. So, I don't know if I have a room for another one. But this one does look really cool, and it's definitely, like, drawing my attention. Whether or not I end up 
getting into it. I don't know, but um, it seems really cool. I like the graphic style a lot. Um, I'm just not super into the hex games because I think you lose a lot of cool detail when you're super zoomed out like that. Oh, but okay. uh, we'll have to see. See yeah. how it goes. This is definitely how interesting. They, how have the games been in the past? Like, how have they been received? I haven't played any other ones. I, they're they're well liked. Um, Age of Wonders three, uh, Age of Wonders three Deluxe Edition DLC. What do I, I want? The core game here. So Age of Wonders three originally came to Steam in twenty fourteen. So it's been a while. Mm -hmm. um, very positive reviews. Mostly positive okay. overall time. About five thousand reviews. They're mostly positive. So that's pretty good. Yeah, I think is that the one they gave out for free? Um, at one point, it was free playable, I guess. Yeah, it is in my Steam library right now. So okay, yeah. Guess I could go download check it and check it out. I think I'm yeah. gonna do that. Cool. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it uh, coming out between August 5th and 11th. If you have something you think we missed, you know, reach out to us. Let us know. We'll add it into next week's, and uh, first we'll see if we think it's worthy. Yeah. Um, but cool. Uh, we'll go ahead and jump into the news. Uh, this news will be kind of a branching set of news from a little bit from last week, uh, and then some things that have happened this week and pretty recent. Yeah. Uh, we'll start with the older stuff and kind of work forward. For sure. Um, and it looks like the first thing that we got is uh, a newer acquisition last week. Yeah, so um, Big Ben Interactive, who is almost kind of behaving the same way as like Focus Home, where they're kind of yeah. trying to grow and become a more mainstream name. Um, and they recently have published things like The Sinking City. Um, today, and by today I mean July 24th, ooh, been a minute. Yep. Um, they acquired uh, French developer Spiders. Spiders made uh, Bound by Flame, and they're working on the upcoming sort of um, revolutionary area, uh, revolutionary era game Greedfall looks like almost like pirate uh, swashbuckler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've seen some stuff on Greedfall. Let me see if I can grab a trailer for it. While we're yeah, Greedfall is actually looking pretty alright. Um, yeah, they said uh, Spiders is a frequent partner of Focus Home Interactive, uh, and apparently Big Ben has been picking up several Focus Home Interactive associated studios um yeah um so i mean that that's you know that's pretty good they're not like this isn't a company that focuses it, it's much like focus home where they're not focused on making this um you know all these triple a games they're focused on finding these little um little guys pockets, that need help sort of pockets of company that need yeah, yeah. that need help and that have the ability to make something maybe not that you know top of the line best triple a game you've ever seen but if you can get past it you can see a lot of like charm in what they have to offer in yeah. things like um in, you know in, in things like the surge or in things like um uh like vampire and and stuff like that the sinking city is one that we you know just talked about um and there's a lot of room. There's like a whole new big market for that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we've always kind of had that, but previously, those games were always pretty bad. You know, at least mm -hmm. in my mind, I've always been like, damn, you know, 
this game could have been cool. Like when I played Bound by Flame forever ago. Yeah. It could have been cool, but it was missing quite a lot to make it good. And I feel like they've kind of focused on making that uh, making that up. Like, let's work on the gameplay, graphics, or, you know, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, you know, if they continue forward with stuff like that, it it, it could be really cool. Um, yeah. So definitely keep an eye out on, um, on you know, things like Greedfall. For sure. He just punched um, that. He just punched that unknown creature right in the dick. Like you have to. I mean, that okay, is, dude. If something's coming okay. at you like that, you got to punch it in the dick. I know it's live here, but I'm gonna need them to, you know. Sometimes you got to punch people in the dick. And now he's going right for the. Okay, I'm done. We're done here. Just punch him in the dick, right please. Along. All right. Um. Uh, so yeah, this was something I'm really excited for. Uh, I was always a big fan of like the um, kind of like shitty like pokemon ripoffs okay um of that style of like (laughs) weird like side project like oh what if you could collect and train these weird creatures like i love that style of shit Uh um so i'm really excited to see that the original monster rancher is being re-released digitally in japan um okay so there's no news of this coming to the u.s and i imagine that the u.s market was like fucking two percent of their total sales yeah they're like why but yeah why even waste the time honestly but um extremely okay. cool and i would love to play it i i played monster rancher up through like the ps2 era mm. like i was a big fan of the monster rancher games so i'm really hoping that we get this um and i, I mean honestly they probably should just make a new one with um you know modern playability because these original ones were extremely fucking rough but still really cool um so yeah i'm hoping it happens sure yeah um i just feel like the you know the stateside fans of things like this are like you know we have pokemon right we have what they're like you know we have Pokemon. (laughs) hit me with fucking digimon games Oh god, they've all been like not good though. Completely ass. Why there was one good. Oh. So Digimon World and Digimon World Two were good. Okay, so I have a lot of questions about things that come like out of Japan yeah. and why they're not good. Like I don't well, know how they can not make a good Digimon game. I don't know how they can't make a Naruto game that's not a fighter. Mm-hmm. Like I don't understand how we can't have yep. an action RPG like. Dragon Ball game, I say as we hear that there's one coming up, but guess what they showed? The fighting portion. Right, and it's exactly the same fighting as they've had in every other Dragon Ball Z game for the last fucking 40 years. And it's just like, come on, make (laughs) make some sort of RPG. Like, something solid. It's prime for it. The characters all have names and personalities. The work's done for you. Yep. Ugh. It's a good question. All right. God damn it. Now you got me worked up and I'm over here pissed off. <laughs> um, so we got kind so, of two related stories in a row here almost. Yeah, yeah. And it has to do with fans working on working with creators. Which right. is, or, well, creators slash fans working with devs. Right. Um, and first we'll switch to Media Molecule. And we'll check out Dreams because it's looking like uh, they have like a, a content creator contractor. Um, so it's a job, it's basically a job that you can apply for. 
Yeah, it seems like, um, I mean, obviously we don't know what they're really giving here. Like, this could be something that's like, hey, um, part-time remotely from your house, make X number of pieces of content per month and we'll give you $500 a month. Like, not a real right, right. job. Not job. a real job, but... But something you can knows? do. Like, it could be, hey, come live in... A, well, let's see if it says... Um, it doesn't say particularly um, be able to work and live in the UK, so... No, no, um, it just says... I don't know. Strong, it says requirements are a strong portfolio of content made using Dreams, right. able to work on own uh, initiative or work well in Teams, be able to create a variety of different looks and styles and CV outlining previous work experience and your areas of expertise within the Dreams tool set. Um, they have a section about things to know before you apply, tips for getting hired. Um, and then, of course, you know, it just says apply for this job. Let's let's click. Let's click and see where it takes us. Um, okay, it takes us to basically their greenhouse IO. Okay. Um... It doesn't have much information. Yeah, really, it's not anything additional, but it still does not say anything particular about living in the UK. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It, it, they do mention their offices in, what, Guildford and what's the other one? Um, I can't remember. I don't remember where they're on. But they do mention their, their offices are in the UK, but they don't yeah. particularly say, hey, you have to have a work visa already. We're not going to get you one or whatever. So, I don't know. It's um, definitely could be something cool to look into if you've already been making stuff. Um, you know, attach it, and I mean, it's one of those things where in the game industry you just have to apply for shit. You can't be like, oh, they said they want four years of whatever, and I only have three and a half years. Like, if you don't, it, like their system will weed you out if you don't qualify. Like, just send in the application. Right. Um, right. And like getting your foot in the door is probably the hardest thing within the exactly. industry. And this is uh, could it, it? It's like it is almost like a like America's next top talent or what the fuck ever. Mm -hmm. type search i feel like because it's going to be like one maybe two people and they're going to get a ton of people applying i feel like right um so it's a long shot but you never know yeah it'd be a fun sure. place and if, i mean if you have a really cool level i mean there's also the thing that's like you know eight hundred thousand people apply and they've done nothing with dreams they haven't even downloaded the beta uh-huh and then the you apply and you like made a weird like mario looking level and you're the only one in this batch that has something, you might make it to the next round where you would not have if you were up against a bunch of people that were doing something else. You know what I mean? Or you'll be thrown away just like everyone else because they overlooked you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they're not the only one that's doing something cool like that. We also have Capcom out here. Uh, mm. Recruiting Resident Evil am ambassadors uh, to test um, something new with Resident Evil on there. Oh, yeah. Um, so, the thing that uh, Ambassadors, you, you know, like myself, even got, um, says all Resident Evil Ambassadors, thank you for your patronage regarding the Resident Evil series. As of today, we're letting you know that we are recruiting testers for a game that's in development. We are interested in incorporating the feedback of all Ambassadors in our uh, into our development. So, please read the details below, and if you're interested in participating, click the entry button. Um, in late June, Capcom previously conducted Resident Evil Ambassadors meeting, Ambassador meeting in Tokyo. Um, it's kind of hard to keep up with the Ambassador stuff, to be honest. Mm -hmm. They push out several emails a week that are all things that don't really matter. And most mm -hmm. of it's like, uh, oh, are you, you know, like it'll, it'll ask like, 
oh, what is Leon's favorite candy bar? And then it'll be like a quiz. And it's like, I, I don't care. <laughs> like, why would I want to know what his favorite? Okay, God damn it, Butterfingers. Um, mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it just doesn't, it, it's hard to keep up with it. But if you have and you are a huge fan, um, you know, check that out for sure. Yeah. All right. And then I think wrapping up, you know, a lot of the stuff that happened um, last week, I think this will be the last thing for last week, um, you know, the Capcom thing, we kind of moved into place just because it was, uh, you know, it fit there with Dreams. But um, we do have the look at uh, the new Overwatch hero. Oh, yeah. So Sigma, I believe Sigma's available at this point, right? Uh, I would imagine, yeah. Um, yeah, so they've, I don't know, he's like a control scientist character, I guess. Uh, sort of like, yeah. he's been compared to like Symmetra or who's that bitch with the orange and purple? Squirty. Oh, uh, Zarya? Sure. Is that the one? I don't know. Well, Maybe the bitch the that shoots chick? the, like, the goo. No, not the Russian chick. <laughs> she has like, slow down goo and speed up goo. Or something. She's got like Moria? little claws, injector things. Moria? I guess. Yeah, that sounds good. We'll go on. Never, never played when she was in the game. But, uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Sigma's got some like weird control abilities, like you make enemies float or something. Well, Apparently he's actually, um, he's actually a tank. Um, oh, really? That's yeah, weird. He's, um, an eccentric astrophysicist and volatile tank who gained the power to control gravity cool. um, in an experiment gone wrong. Manipulated by Talon, which Talon is uh, kind of like the bad guys. The bad guys, yeah. Um, uh, manipulated by Talon and deployed as a living weapon, Sigma's presence on the battlefield cannot be ignored. And he has a few moves um, that, you know, people will probably want to check, or, you know, know about. Um, hyperspheres, uh, which launch two... Uh, Grav like gravitech charges which bounce off walls and implode after a short duration. Um, then he has the experimental barrier, which it's a he propels a floating barrier in a location. Mm. Uh, he has kinetic grasp, which freezes an enemy's incoming projectile in midair. Okay. Um, and then he has uh, acceleration. Uh, he gathers mass of debris and flings it at an enemy to knock him down. And then his big dick move. Talking about big dick moves. Um, oh, damn it. Um, Show me the big dick. I was trying to get the trailer back up. Um, is uh, Gravitech Flux. Um, unleashing his full power, Sigma, Sigma takes flight. Uh, lifting enemies in a targeted area and launches them into the sky before slamming them back down into the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you would almost call him Ligma. Ligma. So it, I'm trying to look through and see what we've what we've ended up receiving hero wise. So um, tanks, we've received two new tanks. We've received Wrecking Ball and Sigma. Wrecking Ball is the hamster controlled sphere mm. um for damage we've received doomfist ash um sombra mm-hmm. and that's it yeah. and then support we've received um 
Anna, Baptiste, Brigitte, and Moria. Goddamn. That's a lot. Yeah. That's the smallest group, too. And they've put... Like, I, I, I'm confused. I don't remember starting with such a low number. I think they've moved characters around. I mm-hmm. think Symmetra was originally a support. Um, She's then, been kind of moved into more of a DPS, right? Yeah, into a DPS uh, group. I feel like there was one more that was a support. Maybe it was May or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Um, but, yeah. So, I, I mean, you know, they're still... There's still a pretty good amount of people that are, um, you know, really, really huge into this. Uh, yeah. I don't know. We don't see as many tournaments or anything, like, with this going on. But they do have the, of course, I think they killed that, right? Didn't they kill um, the Blizzard, all the Blizzard tournaments and stuff? That they were. Uh, yeah, their, their, like their e-sports, e-sports league, I think, was closed yeah. early. Yeah. Hmm. All right. But Speaking yeah. of getting killed, <laughs> that's him. Uh, so go check him out. I think he's live now. And speaking of death, like we were just talking about. Yeah. Here's the. Um, <coughs> this is horrible. Oh god. So I, I don't even know how to spin this in in a comedic way. <laughs> yeah, the Entertainment Software Association. The like. The Industry Association for Video Games. All right. Which organizes E3 every year. And also is the main one that, like, goes to, you know, takes um, people to court who are trying to, like, ban video games and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, they accidentally leaked the personal information of over 2,000 journalists, content creators, and analyzers. Oh, boy. So, um... Basically, uh, there's this article on Game Informer, but you can see them all over the place. Kotaku, uh, Waypoint. The yeah, I don't know if there's an article, but the people at Waypoint have been talking about it. So just type type in E3, and this will probably be the first thing that comes up. Right yeah, now. that's what I typed in. So basically, um, if you need, so if you are a journalist or a content creator, being like a YouTuber or I don't know, a Twitch affiliate, that's streaming be, or anything, anything considered media. Yeah. Um, you have to apply for a media badge. Uh, and to do that, you have to give them your phone number, address, email address, and other personal information, obviously your name and everything. Underwear. And so, like, you know, people, like they say here, like people at Game Informer, they put down their office phone number, which is public information anyways. They put right. down the office address, which is public information anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, office email address, you know, at GameInformer.com or whatever. But... Independent, like smaller journalists or contractors who are going to write stories for E3 and then just sell them to whichever place picks them up. So that could be, you know, Slate or Polygon or whoever, you know, Um, people that are just doing, you know, small scale stuff like what we do. You know, if we went to E3 and gave them our information, that would have to be our home address because what other address do we have? Yeah, our personal information for sure. And they're leaking people's home address, phone number home phone or you know their their personal cell phone number um you know personal email address and game journalists get death threats every day you know like content creators on youtube there have been instagram i mean this has been happening a lot more recently instagram like famous instagram people being killed 
because it's they're easy to track publicly and they're you know some dude somewhere thinks oh well you know so and so is making these like sexy pictures just for me and i'm going to kill this person because other people look at her pictures i mean that was a what a couple weeks ago a guy killed this instagram girl because he, he uploaded pictures of her dead body onto discord and was like oh you guys are gonna have to find somebody else to look at now because i took her away from you like this shit is fucked up and these people are already in danger i mean we've talked about different youtubers that people have showed up to their house with a gun like that that couple that had to hide in their closet oh, yeah. while, until police came you know like you know if you're a public person you're in danger at all times, basically. I mean, you know, obviously, as we've seen in the last 24 hours, we've had two major mass shootings, one in Texas, one in Dayton. Um, and, you know, we, we used to kind of sort of talk about it, but there's really, I mean, there, there's more than a mass shooting every single day. So I don't really know what we can fucking say at this point. You know, yeah. I, I don't have it in me to stop every time and say, you know, here's the names of the victims and let's take a moment of silence. I don't have that many moments in a day, you know, like... Uh, there's, there's really not a lot to add, but you know, everyone in general is just that danger at all times, but media figures, especially because they have to sort of, it's part of their job to say, Hey, I'm going to be at this event at this time. And obviously like, I'm not going to have a gun on me. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, you know, I'm going to be at the mall at three 30 signing copies of this book I wrote two years ago that I still make a little bit of money on. And like, yeah. you're just fucked, dude. You're like, like, and then fucking the main organization for game industry professionals, the major, I mean, this is supported by EA, by Activision, by Blizzard, by mm -hmm. everybody. This organization leaks 2,000 people's personal information. How can you do that, dude? Yeah, it's just, it's just terrible negligence. I don't know how or why. They kept yeah. the information where they did, and it wasn't kept in a more secure I don't know shape. why you keep that at all. It should well, all be encrypted. For sure. That, it should that should all be automated, and a human being should not see that anyways. You know, well, even within the company. What do you need to do? Are you, are you going to verify that fucking Joe Juba from Game Informer put down his correct address? How do you even fact check this shit? I mean, that doesn't matter, but I do know the places that do... Uh, like encrypt some of that stuff it it's not it's not readily available for the people to confirm yeah, even if it's not encrypted it's like stored on one email list somewhere within the company or something yeah yeah i mean yeah. either way what you know what they did is bad but i do I, I do agree that they do need some sort of like someone needs to see it and then someone needs to translate that information kind of like break it down okay name company they're on the list mm-hmm that's what it needs to be. And the places that just encrypt it, you don't get that a lot. You'll walk in and you'll be like, yeah, like I'll be like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm JM with MGI. And they're like, okay, I don't see you here. And it's like, okay. I mean, I have cool. the email right here. I can show you yeah, like that, I, that I'm supposed to be here. And they're like, okay, let me get you a media pass. I mean, that's the other way to go about it is to send a confirmation mm -hmm. email and just encrypt all of it. Right. But with that, it's like, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of better ways to go about this, but well, I mean, we're this is coming off the heels of 
you know, so the, the thing just went around that, uh, the class action lawsuit against, um, what, Equifax? Yeah. For the massive data breach that lost one-third of all people's social security numbers in the U.S. Uh, and credit history and everything. Like, very sensitive information. Um, that is coming off the heels of, right as that class action went live, uh, Capital One revealed that they had had a data breach of 100 million people. So, again... Uh, a, a third, in between a quarter and a third of everyone in the U.S., right? Uh-huh. I didn't even know Capital One had that many accounts total. <laughs> like, the thing that blows me away is then you go into, a, like, a government, like, place, and they're like, oh, did you know that your stuff was being used here? And you're like, um, no. And they're yeah. like, how don't you know that? And it's like, how the fuck would I know that? Yeah, like, dude, okay, the company my that runs... Day. The, the company that has my account where this money is being spent doesn't know who I am. Yeah. How the fuck am I going to know that somebody's using a fake card under my name in a different state? What am I supposed to do? Like, call every fucking Austin Jones on the phone book? Uh-huh. You know what I mean? There's a lot of them, and most of them are in jail. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. It's really killing my brand. You really but fucking like, squeaked by, to be honest, you know? I, I've, I've been extremely lucky, apparently. <laughs> they were just <laughs> rounding them up. I know, it's like, yeah, there's like a small-scale genocide going on. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a highly particular group of people. It's not even It's not even the first name Austin. It's just A. Jones, and they're taking <laughs> them all down. Specifically Joneses, yeah. Yeah. It's very odd. Uh, I guess there's a lot of us, so. Yeah, there's quite a few. So it's like, you know, I, I just don't understand how you can fuck up like this when there's so many examples of, like, Oh, we can't store this in one file because if we lose access to that one file, then we just revealed a hundred thousand people or whatever. So, yeah. I mean, I, I just don't understand how this happens. I mean, your email is better secure than this fucking shit that we hear about. Like, if so, if I log into my own Google account on my own IP address on the MAC address of the computer that I use every time I log into my Google account, fucking Google's like, hang on a minute, somebody just logged in. Yeah, it like texts me, it sends me an email, it calls me, and then it fucking sends a letter in the mail, and then it fucking calls my post office to make sure I'm still alive. It calls my fucking local legislator, it calls my city councilman to go check my house to make sure I logged into Google, and like, dude, it's completely automated. I don't understand how they can't protect the shit better. It's yeah. it's really wild, and I mean honestly, it's like, um, so like the ESA official response uh we were made aware yesterday of a vulnerability on the exhibitor portal section of the e3 website so literally the e3 website you could click a series of links and then you would click uh like journalist information or something and it would just download a fucking excel list of all their personal information to your computer like it was completely unsecure um unfortunately a vulnerability was exploited that list became public we regret this happened and are sorry it, I, this looks like it was written by a, a fucking high schooler sending an email to their fucking professor. I regret to inform you my grandmother died. Yes, this is the fifth grandmother death I've had this year, but I have a complicated <laughs> family history. Like, uh, we provide ESA members and exhibitors a media list on a password-protected exhibitor site. That's not safe. Password-protected sites cannot be done. Like, if you have to give out the password to more than three people, that's a public website. Right. They're not going to be able to keep that password safe. And it has to be a noticeable password, so you can't name it something like fucking EAG2Z159873GYX. Like, it has to be something people can know. 
and type in consistently. Right. Um, for more than 20 years, there has never been an issue. But you haven't had the internet for 20 years, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, like, do you think maybe the computers and the internet may have changed in 20 years? I just don't get it. I don't do not understand. We apologize for the inconvenience and have already taken steps to ensure this will not happen again. Dude, people, these people have to fucking move. You can't just yeah. change your address. Yeah. Like, no, I mean, like if you're somebody your like, number, which is already you were, in the right. If you were somebody in that was like very vocal during Gamergate. So like uh, Jason Schreier at Kotaku, a journalist I go to a lot. He says sure. dumb shit every once in a while, but you just have to accept that. <laughs> It's not nobody's perfect, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I, we say dumb shit every day. And people I mean, some for some reason listen to our stuff sometimes. I try to just make it so that everything I say could be a joke, so you never know if that's what I think or not. <laughs> but like, um, so man. like you know, Jason Schreier, very public about Gamergate, very publicly harassed about Gamergate, right? And this dude receives death threats all the time. Now, luckily, Kotaku is big enough that I would assume that he used the Kotaku address and phone number, right? Right. But if they revealed this dude's house, he has to move. If they reveal Anita Sarkeesian's house, she has to move. And if you own your house, which I assume, you know, these really well-known people, these verified people on Twitter and shit may or may not own their house. I don't know, I guess, but I assume that they do, or even if they don't, if you just signed a one-year lease on an apartment, now you have to move. You got to pay those months, dude. Sorry. You got to pay for the whole year. Yep. And you can't live there because you're going to fucking get anthrax sent to your house or something. I mean, you, you, know? you, you might be able to break the lease for something like that. Uh, yeah. If it's like, dude, this you is a threat on my wife. It's a life threat. So Yeah. It's it's hard it. to, I don't, I don't know. It depends. If you're in but California, you're probably good. That's I would assume they have pretty good laws on that. But it is. It's like, if you own your house, you're fucked, dude. You got to sell. Yeah. And that house, as you're selling it, you do have to disclose Yo, this is on a public list and people think I live here that are trying to kill me. Like, you have to disclose threats like that. You don't have to disclose ghosts. That's a myth. Speaking, so, speaking of that, it comes right ghosts. on back to the movie that we uh, talked about a little bit last week, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what happened there. Those houses all still exist. Well, no, that house, they, they went there because they thought someone else lived there. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was and, the second uh, house that got hit, right? Like, not the Tate house, but... No, it uh, was the Tate house. Oh, was it? They thought somebody yeah. else lived there. He, he thought that that was the home of um, the producer that told him that he was garbage. Oh, shit. Yeah, and uh, what's his name? Um, Tate's, like, husband. Uh, short little... God damn it, what's his name? He's still alive, isn't he? Uh, Minnie Petty. No, he's, like... I'm looking into it. Yeah. Let me see. Who is she married to? Roman Polanski. Ooh, boy. Roman Polanski. He's had a troubled history. Well, he's had a pretty rough history. If he had stayed married, things might have been different. That's a good point. If, uh... That was after uh, fucking escaping the Holocaust, right? (laughs) All right, this is a rabbit hole that we're going down. But, yeah, I mean... He's 85, holy shit. It's a, you know, just a... Like, it could be definitely, and you have to disclose that because it could just be a thing of mistaken identity. Yeah. Put a big fucking sign in the front of your house that says that asshole don't live here no more. Right. Like. 
Yeah, it's yeah. That shit is extremely. Um, and I will say, it could I, have I been, cannot believe it. As I said before, uh, you know, right before the show, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, two thousand people is a lot. I mean, the ESA has the personal contact information of maybe 20,000, at least. Yeah, yeah. You maybe into imagine, the millions. Can you imagine just the amount of fucking people that apply for this? And if the whole thing was, uh, you know, compromise? Yeah. Whew. Good year not to go to E3, I guess. Yeah, um, I mean, what a fuck up. What an amazing... Few, for a few reasons. I heard it was a very, very, like more like intimate show so it mm-hmm. doesn't have that spectacle but yeah then and you know something else you know on the video game like conference front uh, something i've been following uh colin moriarty who used to be a uh, an um, ign and then kind of funny he was you know beyond he helped start kind of funny and now he's doing um uh Colin's last stand, he has a video game show called Sacred Symbols, and I think he has one called Side Quests. Mm-hmm. Um, he was invited for a panel to PAX West, mm-hmm. and they straight up just said, Hey, uh, you know, we know that we said that we were going to do that for you, but we're not. Mm-hmm. And he's like, What the fuck, man? Okay. He's like, You literally told me to go ahead and, like, tell my fans. Hey, I'm going to be at PAX West. We're doing a panel. Buy your tickets now. Let's do this. I sold tickets for you. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, sorry about that. He's like, I bought, you know, flights for me and my team, hotels for me and my team. Like, this, all this stuff can't be refunded. And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, we're not going to refund you either. Or any of the people who bought, you know, tickets to go see just you. Yeah. It's like, Fuck. So that that's pretty crazy. Um, Colin, I think on his own dime, decided that he was going to go ahead and refund um, as many people as he could. I think it ended up being like twenty or twenty-five people mm-hmm. tickets that bought Pax West tickets that ultimately only were going for one reason. Yeah, but their justification was, well, you know, there's other things to do at Pax. It's like, yeah, but you know, if you go to uh, I don't know, go to a, a basketball game and you're going to see the Lakers because the Lakers are your favorite team and you get there and the Clippers are there, you're going to be pissed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I don't know, it's it, it's it's crazy. And I think this is something that needs to be... Like, I don't, I, I don't know what happened. They didn't say, hey, this is the reason why. Or they just said, nope, you're out. Hmm. So, that's pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, but I don't know. We, yeah, uh, I mean, um, kind of. Uh, okay, I was trying not to. <laughs> I said I wasn't. So, like, the ESA with this with this league, and I, I think that story ties in, and I think a lot of things tie in. Like, the U.S. has always had a really like a, a huge boner for like um, taking responsibility, right? Like, if something bad happened to you in your life, take responsibility for what you did to lead yourself there. If you're homeless, take responsibility for your bad choices and your misuse of money or what you, that relationship you blew off that could have helped you or whatever. Like, there's all these things, but we don't hold people responsible for this is the ESA. 
okay, if one person on that list of 2,000 people has to move, the ESA should pay that. Right. And there should not be a question. They shouldn't have to go to court for it. They should say, you know what? Your personal home address that you are now receiving death threats at, that you're receiving suspicious packages, you're getting tweets that people are saying they're posting pictures of your house and the school where your kids go to school, we're going to move you. We're going to move you to an equivalent house, to an equivalent whatever. We're going to pay the down payment. You'll have to pay the fucking mortgage like you do now. We're going to get you an equivalent house in an equivalent area somewhere safe. And we're not going to track that information. Right? But they do, and then they leak it. And then they well, then they wouldn't leak it. But, like, in real life, individuals, and not even all individuals, not even most individuals, but some individuals are made to be held accountable for things. Right? If you're right. arrested as a 19-year-old and you have a, a sizable amount of marijuana on your person, you're held accountable for your whole life for that. Right? And... You're, essentially, your life is whatever life you could have had is over, and your life that you have now is a different one. It may be better. It may be, you know what, you recover and you do really well. You realize what you did wrong or whatever. I don't It's debatable if you did anything wrong. But, like, you know, it may be a good thing for you, right? But yeah. regardless, your life has changed permanently because of that. And you're held accountable for it. It's not, well, you know, they don't ask, like, well, you know, my I, I, I do this with my uncle because I have to pay rent because my I don't have a dad and my mom can't work. You know what I mean? That shit doesn't come up. You're held accountable. These businesses are not held accountable. So going back to the fucking um, the uh, Equifax story. So Equifax puts up the thing. Okay, we'll give you free credit monitoring for 10 years. Uh, definitely don't fucking trust you to do that. Or we'll give you a check for $125, right? And that dollar amount may change. We may charge you for the shipping of the letter to you. We don't know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And a large number of people. So you have to type in some of your information to discover if you were, if your information was on the list that leaked, right? And the company knows exactly what they lost of the one third of their customers. So if you put your information in and it says you did in fact have your information leaked, then you go to the screen where you say, hey, I already get free credit monitoring from Credit Karma and my bank and my fucking cell phone bill and my credit card because I'm not a fucking idiot. I mean, they all provide that at this point. I'm not getting it through you because you guys are fucking retarded, obviously. So like, you know, you say, okay, I want the $125 check. So many people signed up for the check that Equifax themselves have put out a statement. And now like news media and shit is putting out the statement that's like, Oh, they're not going to be able to pay the whole 125 to every individual. Well, then fucking fine them more. Fire the CEO and take whatever his fucking income is and put it into that. Yeah, I mean, again, it comes back to someone has to be held accountable. There's no so fucking accountability fine. with businesses, dude. Because, yeah. I mean, they look and they say, well, this was a whole corporation that did this. Nobody is in charge. And, yes, and they fucking are, dude. And who's not holding them accountable is the thing. Like, why? Us. I mean, this our, I mean, our, our whole society, it's, it's really the fault of our, our I don't want to say government, because that's not correct, our politicians, right? And specifically, these courts. When the court says, you know what, um, so did you hear the, the case about this couple that won a lawsuit against Monsanto and Bayer or whatever for uh, Roundup doing long-term damage to them, for their gardeners or whatever? Okay. So, like, 
they originally won like $130 billion. Like they just wanted to fucking slap this company for, cause this, I mean, this is one case of two people that their life is shortened by maybe 10 or 15 years. Worst things happen to people for no reason, right? Because of companies. However, how many people are going to get some kind of cancer because of Roundup? Thousands? Tens of thousands? Hundreds of thousands? Millions, maybe? I mean, we'll never know. So the court was like, you know what? Fuck you. Pay me. You know? The only way you can hurt a company is in the wallet. You know? Right, right. So... It was like it was a huge dollar amount. I don't I don't know specifics, but it was massive, right? Something that would bankrupt a normal company, and so that goes to um, a follow up. There's like an appeals court or whatever, and the appeals judge lowers that to 130 million. You know, and again, these people are probably going to live into their. I think they were in their 60s now. They're going to live into their 70s. They may live into their. You know, the woman may live into her 80s, statistically, but. You know, is 130 million the right amount? I mean, in real life, as a normal person, you had a job because of Roundup. You were able to do your job easier and quicker and make more money because of Roundup, whatever. So, in real life, you maybe are owed 10 or 15 million. The difference is the company owes you way, way, way more than what you deserve because they're the ones that did something wrong. You know, if you get hit in a car accident, that shouldn't, you should not be set for life because of that. But, the person that did that to you should suffer and know that they did that to you for their whole life, right? It should be a dollar out of every paycheck they make for the rest of their whole life goes straight into your pocket. Right. And they should always see that line item. That time I fucked somebody up for no reason. That time I wasn't paying attention. I was a dipshit playing on my phone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the, the punishment on the person and the people, the organization that did things wrong should be worse than the benefit you get for something wrong being done to you. Cause that's not really the point, right? Like ideally nobody would get hit by cars. You know, it's not like I want to get hit by a car. So I make a ton of money, which is how our society is now. That's bad. Yeah. <laughs> so like, um, however you should be like, yo, I never want to hit somebody with my car under any circumstance. I don't care if they deserve it. I don't care if it's, it's somebody that shouldn't exist, should not get hit by a car. Like, right? is it's it bad. really an accident if you know you're supposed to be paying attention and you don't pay attention? A hundred percent. I mean, dude, if you I, know that you're making these chemicals that are going to fuck people up, that's not an accident. Right. You know, right. and there's a well, total, there's a huge difference between an accident and I made this dangerous chemical that is designed to kill things and oops, it turns out it can kill people too. Yeah, yeah. no shit. Yeah, I mean, that, that testing should be... Way you know, more extensive. Uh, more extensive for sure. Right, but I, I I don't know. I was just thinking on the car front. It's like if you're not paying a fucking attention, it's not an accident anymore. Right. I mean, it's it's it's, that's, it's, it's not intentional, right. but it Intention certainly murder. could have been prevented. Right. And it, manslaughter. Right. That's that's the point of manslaughter. It's that okay, you didn't try to kill this person, but you fucking killed somebody. So goodbye. You know. And it's like there. It's so weird that you know. Um, I mean, I think in America, probably most people know someone in their life that has, you know, gotten a penalty for drunk driving. And, you know, my family, well, there's people in my family directly that I don't want to necessarily roast. Although, you know, it never really bothers me, but you know, we know people who drunk drive 30 times, get a bunch of violations, moving violations, points on their license and shit. 
and nothing bad happens. They make it home, everything's fine. And then once, they hit a fucking minivan and kill a lady and her kids. Yep. And this dude that we know went to jail. And it was it was not as bad as if he just murdered a family. You know, he went to jail for like five years and he got out early on supervised release and then home arrest and he can only go to work in the store and home and that's it. But like, you know, that shit's not acceptable. Like, yeah. you you can't, like this dude is not all upset and thinks he got done unfairly or whatever. You know, he knows what he fucking did. Yeah. And he has to live with it. But, the but it's not is, enough. You know, pay the fuck attention. Like, and so is... that's, that's with a single human being that did something bad that ruined one family's life and their extended family, their life was permanently altered and their extended fam- friends and family, they had a net negative on their life. Whether it, it might be a small negative because suddenly, you know, it used to be really nice to work with Karen, but then that weird thing happened and she's gone now. So yeah. it's not, it didn't ruin their life, but it had an impact on them, a negative impact, right? Right. Um, this is one guy, one decision changed a hundred lives for the worse, right? And ruined a couple of lives. And yeah, these so- fucking companies, these guys, so 2,000, more than 2,000 journalists, content creators, whatever, info. So of those, maybe 100 had their personal home address and they've had a threat against them in the past, right? That they now have to take really seriously. Uh, their family, their kids, their parents, their friends, their coworkers, the guy that they see at the bar every day that they give a 25% tip to at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Like all the, like the, the web of people that this one guy maybe ruined 100 lives, this one studio, this, this one company making a fuck up maybe ruined a couple thousand. And what are they going to get? Is the head of the ESA going to go to jail for five years and then get out early on good behavior and supervised terms? No. Nothing's going to happen to him. He's probably going to get a fucking raise. Probably. Yeah. You know, they, they're in a country that's so obsessed with personal accountability, which I don't even know is, you know, the, other countries have different opinions on that, right? Right. Um, like Scandinavian countries in particular are like, there is no personal responsibility. There is societal responsibility. Which, you know, that has its own flaws, of course, too. Sure. But, you know, of of a country that's so obsessed with that, we don't put any accountability on companies, groups like this. I mean, I'm going to really call my fucking shots here. Fox News has inspired almost every single one of these mass shooters this year. And, in fact, last year, you know, the FBI released virtually every single mass shooting was racially motivated white people racially motivated against others, right? And there's some flaws because gang violence is usually not included in mass shootings because that's a different database. So there's there's questionable data reporting and there's certainly arguments to be made there. However, Fox News directly lies to people every day. CNN directly lies to people. MSNBC directly lies to people. And they're not, when, you, when I say lie, I know that there's intent because there are facts that can be reported. And there are correct you know, there's opinions that are based on fact, and then there's opinions based on this is what I think, and it doesn't have to be right, and I'll say it anyways. And these people are not held accountable. Every single mass shooter that watched and blogged and tweeted about Fox News, that's a $100 billion for Fox News. Every time that happens, CEO has to be fired. And how soon do you think they'd fucking clean up their act? Tomorrow. It'd be and they probably just go out of this. You know? Now, they'd certainly, just it's, I'm not saying it's Fox News' fault, because that's certainly not true. And that dude that shot, uh, what was it, Steve Scalise, that, that shot the uh, Republican uh, softball game or whatever, 
Mm-hmm. Like he was a frequent watcher of MSNBC, and that's why I mentioned that one or, or CNN or whatever. They're all lying, and there's zero accountability. And you do want a free press that can say whatever it wants, but at the same time, press and journalism and media of all types should have some kind of honesty in it. An individual that has a YouTube page that they say what their personal opinions are, people don't think that's fact. There's some deranged people do, but yeah. in general, you know, if I go to, um, you know, fucking Stephen Colbert, if I watch the Colbert show or something, I know that that's this guy's opinion. And that's a bad example because he's playing a character, but it's an opinion. You know, it's not Fox News. That implies truth. You know? And, like, when you watch Hannity on Fox News, it's you're starting to pull away from that a little bit. And it's, okay, this is mostly this guy's opinion, but he's being legitimized by this news organization. They're not allowed to be called Fox News in other countries. They're called Fox. Because it's not news. It's opinion. I mean, it, it, people have to think about this kind of shit. Because it's like, you know, I've heard on, on all kinds of sides of, opinion, of uh, political belief, but Fox is especially easy to make fun of because they're they're classified as entertainment, not news media. You know what I mean? Uh, legally. But um, of all kinds of stuff where people will say shit like, oh, well, you know, Rachel Maddow said that this all happened because the Russians hacked my fucking Facebook and posted a picture of my dick. And that definitely was not me. It was an accident. It was the Russians. Like, there's no evidence to suggest that. You know, there's maybe a, a belief that, oh, maybe this Russian interference did whatever X, Y, Z. And I see older people talking about this on Facebook sometimes. And I'm like, you don't understand the fundamentals because the media is not talking about the fundamentals. It's not, hey, can can voter ID guarantee that we won't be influenced by foreign actors? They don't influence your fucking ID system. They tell you stupid lies that you believe because you're dumb. And I do. And everybody does because you want to believe this shit, you know? And it's like, there's no fucking accountability, dude, when when people in their fucking shooter white supremacist manifesto talk about, well, you know, I heard from Sean Hannity that blah, 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 Pizzagate, whatever. There is no accountability. Nobody gets in trouble for that. And fucking 20, 30 people die. You know, they don't get hurt and they have to respawn later. They're dead. Right. Their family's life is over. People never recover from shit like this. You know, I have family members that they're you know, their dad was in a car crash and died and they never get over it. And that's something that's totally an accident, random, you know, and it's, it's, it's over, dude. Like people don't understand the shit. And especially I think like, you know, what's the, what's the solution? More people die in a car crash every day than gun violence. That's true. But like, we should also fix that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and what do you, what do you do? Go and like have a, like get the entire military to go comb every single house and every single, you know, locker in the woods and take every gun out of people's hands. Obviously that's not going to happen. You know, it'd be, it, our country would cease to exist the way it does now if they tried that. Right. I don't think that anybody's going to attempt that, but like, dude, there's zero accountability for shit like this. Like, um, you know, this one guy will get punished, but what about the fucking 30 people? that are dead because of this. Nothing. You know, nothing will change. Nothing will get fixed. I saw something that said since, uh, what was the elementary school in um, Massachusetts or whatever? Sandy Hook. Uh, Sandy Hook. Since Sandy Hook, there's been more than 2,000 mass shootings. It's just not going to stop, dude. No. You know, we do not, 
we have no grasp as a culture and as a you know American way of life, politicians, media, all over. I mean, the whole way down. We have no clue of how to address this. And people are not creating new clues. We have no idea. We just don't know what to do. There's no obvious answer. If there was an obvious answer, we'd just do it. You know? Right. Um, I mean, I, I don't really have faith in our politicians, but I think they would at least be able to fucking do that. <laughs> but there's, not we don't know. There's, there's just no concept of what to do. There's, there's nothing. So uh, luckily we're not ending on this downer because we have a couple more stories, but usually I end it on a big rant like that. So <laughs> very glad. I kind of tried to strategically bring it up when I, when I saw the opportunity. But uh, um, there's no accountability for this shit. I would love to see the Entertainment Software Association be the test case for, you know what? Your fucking company is not allowed to exist anymore. Your executives are going to jail. Who's your chief uh, cybersecurity officer? He's in jail. I would love to see that because, I mean, I mean companies I mean, have no fear in this country, dude. They can do anything. They can kill people. They can poison people for decades. They have no fear. And I work for a fucking nuclear company. I know what I'm talking about, dude. I mean, not at, not at my company in particular, but the company that created our, um, they would like refine and enrich our uranium that we use for the reactor. They poisoned all kinds of people in Southern Ohio. I mean, there was a town nearby that got ruined because of this. And yeah. what happened They're, They close and all the executives go and live in their mansion, you know? Like there, there's no accountability for the show. Right. And like, I, I can't wait to see more information on exactly the company side planning yeah. to be done about something like this. Like I'm hoping yeah. that it isn't just, well, that's dead. You know, those, we're done. those 2000 plus, I mean, we sh people should go and download that archive. If you think that you might be affected, it's, it's all over. You can find it easily. Oh, yeah. um, download that archive of all the, all that data and verify that you're on it. Class action lawsuit. It's the only thing you can do. You got to hit him in the fucking pocket, dude. That's why we live in such a sue-happy country. I understand a lot of people are, like, really against They really hate that. But it's the only way to teach people fucking lessons I, in this country. Yeah, I just don't see a, I just don't see the class action lawsuit thing, like, working out. Like, it's not big enough. Well, it would work it's out to, like, uh, do, yeah, it would work out to $10 per individual. Like, yeah. it, it, it'd be a waste of time, but I would just fuck with them. I mean, get a lawyer that'll take it really cheap or pro bono. I mean, usually with, with let's say 2,100 people, let's say that were affected. Yeah, like no, if they, be, if they each pay a small amount, it would not be hard to do. Yeah. It needs to be, it needs to be something more than that. Like it needs oh, to be yeah. on that, uh, on that home front. Like, look now people know where I live and that can't be a thing. Right. So, right. yeah. Um, so but, yeah, I would be interested to see if anything develops. I really, like you said, I, I don't think I, anything's going to happen out of it. I doubt anything will happen. That's too bad. Yeah. Mobile it's much lines. easier. Part of my part of my point in that, too, is that it's much easier to go after a company that can't go anywhere and doesn't have some kind of weird ideology than it is to go after, like, mass shooters. We have no idea why people do this. Like, we know why companies do shitty things, because it's cheap. So right. that's that's why I point that out in particular, because I know a couple uh, individuals that will disagree with me on a lot of that. <laughs> All right. Oh so, my god, there's like a giant wasp outside my window. He heard me, and he's here to fuck me up. <laughs> the government's here. <laughs> oh, fuck. They have mechanical wasps. Yeah, wasps actually don't exist. They're all created by the government to fuck yeah. my world up. God damn it. Well, let's move right along, hoping that wasp doesn't kill you. Um, yeah, so we do have... Uh, 
a bit like this information. An announcement, sort of, strikes me as weird, but yeah. I see the, the the direction, like the turn, uh, from what they have, what they're known for, to where they're going. Right. Um, so, uh, Riot, you know, the guy's known for uh, like League of Legends and yep, the um, new uh, Auto Chess League of Legends shit, team fight tactics mode. I was gonna make a joke about treating their female employees like shit, but <laughs> oh, they are known for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's still have, ongoing. Yeah, they they've announced kind of a, a they've kind of confirmed uh, the I guess in, in this post case the worst mm. kept secret that they're officially Riot is officially working on a fighting game. Yeah, um, and that makes sense in the direction like as I was saying. Because, you know, we look at MOBAs and, you know, things like that as highly competitive. Fighting's highly competitive. This is an area that they can break in. They did break that news um, at the EVO um, tournament that we were talking about last week uh, with Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, it's it's not surprising if they were going to go a direction to be that direction. Um, but, yeah, it'll be cool to see what they plan on doing. Um and, you know, is it going to be a fighting game with characters we know? Uh, uh, yeah, that'd be really interesting if they just basically um, took the same characters or whatever, but created the, uh, you know, made them into a fighting game archetype. That'd be... Yeah, it, I mean, is that it, would, that be a, would that be something to make you pick it up? Is it a free, uh, free-to-play download like uh, League of Legends is? Absolutely. In that case, I would. Well, if it but, was free, that would be really smart, and that would be kind of the first of a new thing that could be coming up. So I yeah. could see that, but let's assume no. Yeah, I would assume probably not. Um, yeah. I, I'm definitely like, unless they did something really weird with it, because I mean, they're saying this is at Evo, right? Uh, Tom Cannon, uh, which is also works at Riot, was a, a one of the Evo founders, right? Right. So, like, obviously, that's why he works at Riot. That's why Riot picked him up. He's not the founder of Riot. He was, you know, he worked on this. Um, so, you know, it, I, I see it. As, it's probably going to be a traditional fighting game, and it's it's going to be Riot utilizing their esports knowledge, not utilizing their League of Legends lore, right? Um, but if it was like League of Legends characters, if they did something a little different than the typical like Tekken, uh, Mortal Kombat, you know, if they went with a maybe more of a Smash Brothers style or something like that. I could see myself being interested in checking out, like, a brawler. Okay. But I don't think that's what they're... I don't think they'll go brawler. I think they're going to go something like... um, Something closer to Tekken. I don't think it'll be, like, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. Mm -hmm. I think it'll be more of a serious fighter. Right. Um, right. Like, even something like that... What was it? That Samurai Showdown that just came out? Uh Uh-huh. Yep. I, I see something closer to that. Yeah, that's what I would imagine. But... Um, we don't know. So I, I guess the uh, the cat is out of the bag. Uh, yeah. So officially, uh, unofficially, it's been out apparently for a while now. Well, yeah, um, people have been fear. I mean, they hired some people like Tom Cannon here that was known for fighting games. So right. Yeah, it's one of those things where you look at the job availabilities and you're like, oh, they're clearly mm-hmm. making an MMO because they're right. hiring for people that know about online servers and. Uh, you know, 800 character on in one zone you know deep lore development uh they're hiring 9,000 writers to write little like shitty one-off dialogue so 
you can see the writing on the wall there. Right. And and I, I do want to say, developers, um, do that. Yeah. Make more MMOs. Make some. I mean, I, I think there's. I think we're due for an MMO renaissance, right? It, we should be. I mean, certain games have certainly like. I know uh, Final Fantasy Online has been super popular since they relaunched, uh, right. like the Realm Reborn thing. But um, it still has that flawed, that flawed style. It, it's still the original style. There hasn't been like a. a the big thing. There hasn't been like a watershed moment of like, oh, this is how we're going to do MMOs from now on. Everything is still based on World of Warcraft and yeah, the only sort of thing, the original EverQuest. Only thing that they really did different was, okay, cool, you can be any class. Like, you can be level mm -hmm. 50. Yeah, or you don't walk into it. And then you can choice. switch over to this class and be level zero. Yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. That's a great idea. But you got to bring it all together. Need yeah. something, uh, something fancy. So... Uh, let's get to uh, like our last article for the day. Um, yes, extremely so, upbeat news. <laughs> something pretty cool. Um, so there's been a lot of different news that's kind of floated around, uh, considering, er, uh, you know, in like like uh, revolving around universals, mm -hmm. uh, theme parks, um, and the newest. I mean, okay, so previously we got some information about uh, um, a Super Mario World, correct? Yes. And yeah, that's yeah. done so, in Japan, that's going to hit California, and then it's supposed to hit uh, Florida. Yeah. Um, but they've announced something new. I haven't checked into it too much. I, I saw a quick post about it. You might know a little more than I do. Yeah, so I've been kind of trying to look into it. I've, I've seen a couple of different news stories talking about it. Um, it was announced at the Orange County Convention Center for some reason yesterday. So Orange County obviously being Orlando, right? Right. Um, the Universal, a new park, really a whole entertainment destination um, yes. called... Uh, uh, Epic Universe. I thought it was like a Fortnite time, and I was about to fucking shit my brains out. Yeah. Because when I saw Epic, I thought they meant Epic Games. Yeah. Because it was on a, it was on you know. Game That's what website. they're doing with all their fucking money. I was like, huh? <laughs> you have to buy everything in V Bucks in the park, and the conversion rate is fucking astronomical. Uh, but uh, yeah, so basically, uh, they they released a concept art. It is. It's going to be a standalone. So it's a major theme park, right? Right. It's got right. a so, huge on-site hotel, which yep. Universal's known to do. And, uh, you know, Disney does the same thing. And it's going to have, like, a new, like, kind of, like, if you know about the these areas, I guess. It has, like, a new city walk area. Um, so we have this, uh, this um, concept art for it, which you can never trust that shit. But no. um, it seems to, I mean, people have really been combing this concept art for details. Um, which I, I think is kind of a waste of time, but um, basically this park with the hotel and the new entertainment zone or whatever they call it um, is about the same size footprint as the existing hotels, city walk, and um, the two theme parks. So this one's going to be huge so, compared yeah. to what they have. Yeah, this is a, a standalone thing. So just a, yeah, it's another. It's like, it's a whole third section basically. Like, so the the Harry Potter park is broken half, half of it being at Islands of Adventure, the other half being at um, mm -hmm. Universal Studios, the original. Right. 
Right. Um, and then City Walk branches those two together. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter branches those two parks together. This is a complete separate piece that's bigger than all of that together. Correct. Um, uh, or, or at least a similar size, maybe just slightly bigger. Um, right, than, right. than those two zones plus the like the city walk is open to the public you don't need a ticket to get into city walk it's just it's got like dollars for parking <laughs> uh it's fucking 25 might be cheap but you know it's it's once you get access to this area it's kind of like downtown disney if you know what that is where it's like a shopping uh you know restaurants uh kind of like a cool like usually there's like a lego store or something a big hard yeah. rock hotel there's places to get drunk um, places to get chocolate and sweets and then yeah you pay like triple the cost of the food that you normally would a movie theater yeah right there's a movie theater so yeah they're basically doing another one of those but it looks like it's built into the park and again the hotel uh so they're talking about um so this article is really good the theme park insider because it's just like absolute nerds talking about the shit so basically they're they're talking about design features and shit like um uh, basically uh, epic universe dispenses with theme parks traditional hub and spoke design so like disney um cedar point any kind of theme park you go to worlds of fun yeah. in kansas city um typically they'll have a central area that has restaurants and rides and toys and shit like that and then it branches off into like here's wild west land where we have the train car ride and like here's fantasy zone where there's like a chasing dragons and shit and like um they're kind of doing away with that it seems like um they're gonna build the park around three sequential circles with um basically like little lakes in between um, in the circle the first circle at the main entry you can't really see a lot of what's going on but it's mostly shopping dining um that's probably going to be like the city walk area yeah um the second circle uh Basically, like, you have to move through the circles to get to the other areas. So it's not, like, a wheel shape. Like, it's traditional. Yeah, you kind of just pick a direction and go. Yeah, so, like, if you're in, like, Pirate Zone or whatever, like, in in Cedar Point, Pirate Zone becomes Wild West Land, becomes Sci-Fi Dickhole, becomes whatever. Like, in this one, you have to go back to the central wheel to get to the next piece. Um, So they're, they're kind of talking about that. Not only that, several lands include walls around their perimeter completely blocking them from other areas uh even traditional hub and spoke design like disneyland usually offer an outer rim that lets you kind of walk around from land to land without having to return to the hub uh, yeah hearing rim in relation to disney epic universe does not this isolates each land each is a self-contained thematic world which is probably what they're going for with that idea of really strong theming I can't um, wait until people are like, okay, this is fucking annoying. I'm sick of walking back 10 minutes from where I just came from to walk right. 15 more minutes to get to the gate of the place that I want to just go get a fucking ice cream cone at. Yeah. So they, like, they kind of talk about, um, um, for the first time in a major American theme park, we will have a design where each land reflects a single immersive IP. Um, Epic Universe is basically nothing but Diagon Alley's. So as uh, yeah. Universal and Disney have been heading in this direction since the opening of Wizarding World of Harry Potter in 2010. Uh, Disney doing their own thing like Cars Land, Pandora in, oh, um, in uh, Animal Kingdom, mm-hmm. um, Toy Story Land, and now Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. But each of these lands went into an existing theme park and were built around more loosely defined concepts. So these different IP areas stand out as a different approach. By starting from scratch, Universal can give us a theme park unburdened by old design conventions. Um, so obviously they've been doing pretty good. I've been to Universal twice within the last calendar year. So 
Um, they've certainly been getting their money out of me, right? Right. Um, I've been to Disney, I think, a million times, and we right. do have a, a an early Season sneak pass. peek. We have a sneak peek at the Galaxy's Edge coming up Ooh, on the twenty. That's going to have to be reported on. Yeah, yeah, it'll be reported on. Don't don't, um, don't worry. So yeah, it's it seems cool. It could be like they're kind of talking about like kind of a new a new start, anus start for um, Universal to. I, I think this might actually be the beginning of like you get Epic or uh, what Epic Universe. You get that up and running, and then you just close, you know original Universal Studios and do a full park reno, right? Because everybody's right. already distracted going to the other one anyways. You just gut the old and start over. So you don't have to deal with this these old dumb designs that you've had in the past. Like, um, There's a lot of coasters that I've, you know, we my family was more of a Disney family for a long time. We only recently started going to Universal mm-hmm. uh, within the last like five or six years, I guess. And um, you know, already there's been rides that we were used to at Universal that have been replaced with something else. Yeah. So it's like, but when they replace it, it still has to basically be the same thing because, well, we've got an L-shaped building with a total of, you know, 6,000 square feet. What are you going to do? There's really not a lot of options. Yeah. So um, it, typically they just have to replace shit with the exact same shape and style of shit as they had before. Yeah, so basically just like... It'll be cool for them like- to start fresh. Dis- yeah, Disney did that with um, yeah. the Frozen ride at Epcot. That used right. to be like it used to be the, the yeah, it used to be the Norwegian longship ride or something, and now yeah. it's Frozen, which is basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah, now Olaf just takes a massive shit on you mid ride, and I'm down with that. I know. <laughs> Oops, I dropped my <laughs> penis. Oh God. <laughs> it, okay, relax, everybody. I know you're freaking out a little bit, that we're, but it's a snowman. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's just a carrot and some charcoal. It just falls directly into your asshole accidentally. That scene from Harry Potter, or from, uh, um, that Harry does from Dumb and Dumber when he puts the, uh, the nose and the eyes down where it's dick and balls and Dumb and Dumber. Um, mm-hmm. Classic. That's a good one. That's what it looks like, though. Mm-hmm. Paint a picture. Um, so the, I don't think they've revealed any details about, like, the IPs that they're working with. Um, I mean, some current ones that they already uh, have, you know, they have Transformers, they have Despicable Me, they have, um, I think they have Shrek to some degree. Hell yeah. They I'm have, ready for a Shrek theme park called Get Out of My Swamp. They have a, they actually have the lock on Marvel, which is weird. Well, that's really contractually, interesting. Contractually, yeah, yeah. they own the theme park, and that's why Disney hasn't made anything Marvel or Well, they, they own what they have. So right. it, it's, it's uh, well, I've, I'm not super clear on this. I've kind of been looking into it recently because I thought it was really interesting. Because um, people were saying, well, what's going to go in Epic Universe? And, you know, my, I was talking to my mom about it yesterday. And she said, well, they can, they can probably put in, like, an Avengers thing, right? No. And I'm like, no, I no. think that the reason that the Spider-Man ride hasn't been updated, like, the Spider-Man ride looks very dated now. Right, right. right. It's amazing. Can't, I'm, a big I'm pretty fan, sure they, but... I like it a lot. But they, yeah. I'm pretty sure they can't update it. Because they got the rights to have what they have now, and that's it. Yeah. Like, Disney is not renewing those on anything. Nope. So. They're, um, they're, they're like, biding their time. So now it's just a waiting game. Right. Like, of how long Universal can keep a hold of this and, you know, make fans suffer, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Because Disney isn't going to go anywhere. They own it. Yeah. So, So, you know, I think they sort of can't touch that stuff or they lose it. 
Yeah, I was just talking to someone about it the other day, and one of the big things I would love to see is them, like, rekindle their roots of um, some sort of, like, uh, traditional uh, horror monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that would be down with that. I, I really like the, like, make the horror makeup display yeah. thing they do. Yeah, I, I would really like to see, like, um, like th- they have, a, like, a Beetlejuice guy running around there. That would be fucking oh, yes. sick. The town from Beetlejuice. Yep, I'm down with that. That would be really cool. So, I mean, they have a lot of options. It just depends on who wants to, you know, spend some money. Sure. So, um, you know, I don't know if we'll see, like, a Transformers area. I don't know if we'll see a Despicable Me area. I think we'll see those guys that they already own that have little bits and pieces sprinkled throughout the areas like normal. Um, Mm. But I'm thinking that they're going to go a whole route of, um, like, a whole new route of, like, let's introduce this whole big ass thing uh you know kind of like how disney introduced pandora right like a huge zone that they took out like yeah what half of the almost like like a a quarter to a third of animal kingdom became pandora right oh and it's an experience go in there yeah go in there and just look like not even riding anything which the ride the main ride there is fantastic but The experience of just being in that area is really cool, especially at night. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's it's um yeah. I'm interested to do a to do a uh, like a maybe a week, a week long, like tour of like do a day at each Disney park. Hell yeah! Let me know. I'll take that note. Very interested in that. (laughs) Um, and uh, like like what else? Like I know Disney's been doing really well with that. Universal's been kind of silent they've been introducing a few new things with the fast and the furious ride was probably one of the newest things they've made mm-hmm. um but yeah the last big thing was probably harry potter but they have a lot of really good experiences at universal the simpsons area is like really underrated i think it's super cool and it mm-hmm. has like it has a really good feel and then harry potter when you walk into diagon alley it's like that's kind of mind-blowing if you've never seen that before and you've never yeah. experienced anything quite like that. It's very similar to like when you walk into um, the Toy Story area mm-hmm. um, at Hollywood Studios. Like just looking around, it's like the little things that you see. Like uh, like it makes you feel smaller. The footprints on the ground, the Converse footprints, yeah. are the size of they're like they're like twenty feet long. Yeah. It's yeah, it's really good. Yeah, so, I, I kind of already felt, my, felt myself falling into that trap of, like, when we were at Universal this last time, where yeah. everybody's, like, stopping to take pictures of the entrance to Diagon Alley and shit. I'm like, dude, just keep walking. It's, like, the ride's right up there. And I'm like, oh, shit, dude, like, there's people that, like, have no concept of what this is like to walk into. Yeah. This is their yeah. first time they've ever, like, considered, like, in, basically... They're actually walking into Harry Potter in real life, except it's much hotter than it would be. Yeah, it's <laughs> so it's like it, it really is an amazing like if, you know you can you get accustomed to it really fast I think, but it really is amazing when you walk yeah, in and see you, that. If you do a week long thing, make sure that shit's at like the end of fall or like winter. I'll just do it at all times. I'll do it oh, once no, a no, week. No. Well, okay. one full week of going to Disney parks once every month. I can probably afford that, right? I may, well, I don't know. How flexible is your job? Fly out. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, well, it is just, not flexible. Oh, it's just a little <laughs> bit of like taking care of like some nuclear stuff. It's not a big deal. It's uh, just a. Uh, I could just go for a week. 
<laughs> Every but, once in a while, I'll say something and people are like, dude, you can just do that? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it fucking runs itself. <laughs> All right, but that pretty well wraps up the show. Thanks for joining us, guys. Um, you know, we'll uh, see you guys next week. Um, as always, if you get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games and you can check out all the top news and video game stuff. Talk with us there first about it. Um, that's important. Um, and then at Mammoth Games Inc. on Night Swarm so you can see our terrible gift game. And, Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, and, you know, just some other stuff that we might not be talking about over on Facebook. Uh, so, again, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. I am Night Swarm. And I'm Filterboard. Have a good one. <laughs>